Good morning, everybody. This scripture that we've just heard read has been chosen today to help us reflect and think about our priorities for the year ahead. What is God saying? What is he asking of us? What has he prepared for us in 2022? Well, if you know your bingo, you'll know this is the year of two little ducks, both the twos, 22. I wonder what games you played over Christmas time. Monopoly? Dobble? Uno? Mario Kart, maybe? Well, in the Jones family household, bingo was top of the list. We go all out, it's quite a big competition, and we each have our tickets, and then someone is given the role of the caller and says these words to start the game off. Eyes down. Eyes down, this is your first number. In our house, it's a way to shut people up if they're still talking. But more than that, and if you're playing quite seriously, then it's about concentration. It's about focusing. It's about ensuring our eyes are looking in the right direction. How can you possibly win the game if you're not paying attention to what is right in front of you? Well, as I'm recording this talk, we're unsure of what the next few days, weeks and longer might bring. There is uncertainty and a lack of clarity, but we do not have to stay in that place. As Christians, we have hope and there is a plan. We can ensure that this hope is set in us by shaping our lives this year around Jesus Christ, our Messiah, and paying attention to what he is saying and looking at him. And so I wonder, where are your eyes looking this year? With all that is going on, what are your priorities? Is it to be the best version of yourself? Is it to simply be a good person? Is it to lose weight, tone up, move house, earn more money, get a dog? Or is it to simply just survive and muddle through and hope that you come out at the end with some level of faith? some amount of hope that things are just going to be okay. Well, first of all, please hear me that none of these things are bad to want or to have on your list of things to fulfil or achieve this year. But scripture gives us other priorities. What in fact the scripture from Hebrews does offer us is a picture of what it looks like to get our priorities right. It looks like knowing Jesus and what he did for us. We read in verse two that he endured the cross. He endured such opposition. The gospel doesn't sell us a half-hearted message, but it offers us news that we have a Messiah who went through the worst so that we can fully know and be known by our God. The scripture says that we have a faith that has been created for us by the author, Jesus a faith to build our lives on this coming year. And so over the next 365 days, which may seem a lot, let's not grow disheartened because God has given us a landscape to aim for. He has set us up. He has given us gospel-centred priorities that will enable us to live complete lives for him. And so what is God saying that our priorities should be? Well, this scripture gives us some helpful pointers. There are two words that are repeated 
three times in these three short verses. Let us. Let us. So now let us unpack each of them one by one. The first, let us throw off everything that hinders us and the sin that entangles. Life is complex and full of confusion. We retreat from God when things go wrong. We put up barriers, we turn away from him. We say, me first, then you God second. Julian of Norwich was a woman who lived in the 14th century and wrote down what is now known as Revelations of Divine Love. It is a long text filled with revelations that she was given from God about his ways and her experiences of him. One thing she shares is that sin is not something that God doesn't know about. He sees and he understands. He knows our brokenness and is with us. God's meaning towards us is love. And he deals with our sin through love, through Jesus' choice and his sacrifice to go to the cross. This scripture this year is calling us to make it a priority to let go of the stuff in life that stops you from knowing him fully as your saviour and your Lord. So what kind of things hinder you? I've had a prayer partner for over six years now and we used to meet in the same cafe in Harrogate, same time, same place every week. And obviously that's changed a little bit now with me being in London, but without making her sound like a possession, she continues to be so valuable to my faith and my discipleship. She knows my struggles, my challenges, she encourages me and she upholds me. And so this year, I wonder if there is someone, if you don't have that person already or a small group that you can invite to pray with you, to share those sins together that entangle, that hinder you and be accountable to one another. Let us seek this year to throw off everything that hinders, everything this scripture tells us. Hebrews is given us a big priority for the year ahead. But if we are serious about this, then we do not have to be anxious. Philippians um, chapter 4 verse 6 tells us, Only through prayer and petition, let us bring these requests to God. The second command in this scripture is, Let us run the race with perseverance that has already been marked out for us. This race may be a great unknown to us, but it is not to him. We are told in verse 2 that he is the author of our faith. We don't need to put pressure on ourselves to do everything perfectly. We don't need to have everything figured out this year. Yes, we have freedom to choose what we will do, what decisions we make, of course. But if we follow him, we can take heart that we also have an ultimate path marked out for us. When I think of someone who has persevered and followed her calling, I think of the Queen. She has run and run and run and run since she became Queen in 1952. And this year we celebrate her Platinum Jubilee. The word Platinum has perseverance written all over it. There has been many ups and downs for her, but she knew that she had to do what she had to do. And she did it. 
She has seen others too, her dad, people gone before her, who knew how to run the race of being a monarch. Her famous speech that she said on her 21st birthday, five years before she became queen, illustrates this level of perseverance. I declare before you all that whether my whole life, be it long or short, shall be devoted to your service. We today, right here, on the 2nd of January 2022, are told to persevere because we follow a God who has marked it out before us. Jesus created our faith through his enduring the cross and taking on our shame. And that is why, at the end of the scripture, we are told to consider him because he has already run that hard race for us. Hebrews was written for Jews who had become Christians and were clearly struggling, pressing on in their faith when there was no doubt persecution all around. Our difficulties may look a little different this year, but regardless, we are told that our priority is to run the race, is to persevere. We hear the words of Jesus in Matthew chapter 11, verse 29, the message, which illustrates it like this. Jesus says, walk with me, work with me, watch how I do it. He is calling us to run, to run closer to him than ever before. He has gone before us and he knows what the finish line looks like. And he is calling us to follow. Our third let us is let us fix our eyes on Jesus. Let us look. I wear very strong glasses and without them or my contact lenses, I cannot see very much. When I wake up in the morning, they are the first thing that I need before anything else. Otherwise, not very much can happen. And just like my glasses, we need to firstly look to Jesus this year. More specifically, we need to look at Jesus through the lens of the cross. When we choose to look there, our whole year will be put into perspective. This scripture teaches us that Jesus himself set his own eyes beyond the cross. He was looking at the cross and enduring it. He knew he had his place set with his heavenly father. And by God's work and grace, that was what enabled him to go to that darkest place and to suffer. Hebrews teaches us to fix our eyes on him because nothing compares to his power and his perfection. If we look to other places, to other things, they will not satisfy, they will not provide. I have another pair of glasses that are really old and I just use them when I can't find the other ones. So often we choose a rubbish pair of glasses that will just get us through the day. We settle for less and Jesus is offering. And it's then that we find ourselves battling with what the world is offering. There will be many messages of achieving the best for yourself this coming year. I read on social media the other day that one life coach's books are being described and labelled as the world's best Bibles because they aim to help you fall in love with yourself. You may have also seen similar things. 
Do this and you'll feel glowing. Do that and you'll be ready to take on the world. Without God, there is an emptiness in every message. Our priority this year is not to have ones of self-love or self-interest, but instead that our eyes will not be taken off our Messiah Jesus this year. In order to do that, we need to be prepared. And like me in the morning, we need to put our glasses on. We need to be spiritually ready. Jesus is not just our model. He is our Messiah. Jesus' completeness for us gives us our priority for this year. And so our three commands from Hebrews, let us let go, let us follow and let us look. Our priorities have been clearly given to us. We have a role to play in building God's kingdom. We have work to do, but let's not forget that our salvation has been won. We have Jesus who we've just celebrated coming at Christmas time. And verse three ends with a challenge. Consider him and in that way you will not grow weary or lose heart. Jesus has done it and we are inspired to follow him. All of these priorities are possible. They are achievable. Yes, there will be days when we feel so down, so in despair, but this can be overcome. Amidst the complexities of society, of the rules of COVID, Jesus has marked it all out. He has gone before us. Listening to God's commands and by his Holy Spirit, we will not grow weary this year. We will not lose heart. Let us declare that together because we have a saviour. Each of these commands from Paul, let us go, let us let go, let us follow and let us look, are not things we can do by ourselves. They are plural. Let us, us. They tell us and show us how important community is. It's not singular. It's a command that we must do together. So who is helping us? Well, of course, our HTC family and in the coming weeks through Sundays and connect groups, whether online or in person, will be so important and so integral to encouraging and holding one another up. But we are also told in verse one that we have a great cloud of witnesses. They are the people of faith who have gone before us. And one person that the Bible speaks briefly of is someone called Anna. And we find her in Luke chapter two, just two short verses, Luke two, verses 36 to 38. And this is just after the Christmas story. Verse 36 says, there was a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Penuel of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage. And there then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. Anna is the perfect example of Hebrews 12. Through her permanent fixture in the temple, waiting for Jesus, she said, God first, 
me second. Through her age, we can see that she had run that race of perseverance and had looked beyond the trials of her world. And finally, when Mary and Joseph bring Jesus to the ritual purification, as was Jewish law for children of that time, she was prepared to recognise what she was seeing. Anna was ready to see with her her eyes the baby who was her saviour. Anna had dealt with her sin. She had persisted in the long race of faith and she knew exactly where she had to look. God is never forcing his way into our lives, but he longs to be there and he longs for us to pay attention to him to have our eyes ready. May this be God's year in our lives. May we bring him glory with what we make priority. Are you ready? When we let go of sin, when we follow his lead and with our eyes fixed on him, we will be complete this coming year. Amen.